Welcome back to the Get and Grit Podcast. I am Brad Pohl, your host, and this is where we tell the stories of sinners and saints. Oswald Chambers wrote, All God's men are ordinary men, made extraordinary by the matter he has given them. And that matter we are speaking of is what is in the head and the heart of a man. In your own personal creed, keep these words of Paul. In Jesus Christ, crucified and resurrected, God has chosen you. Never get into the mindset that you have chosen God. It is he who has chosen you, and he is doing it for one purpose only, so that he might say, this is my man. Flannery O'Connor wrote, a work of art is good in itself. What is good in itself glorifies God because it reflects God. The Western world has been gripped by moral panic as of recent, which also begs the question, is there any morals left to be panicked over? Back in the 18th century, Francis Hutcheson came up with a philosophy regarding moral decision-making, saying that you should act in a way to produce the greatest happiness for the greatest numbers. This principle has influenced many social reforms over the past 200 years, most of which to legitimize atrocities in the name of the greater good. We might look more to the immediate present and ask, will there always be these two paradigms, as quoted by Simon Sinek? In the military, they give medals for people who are willing to sacrifice themselves so that others may survive, while in business, we give bonuses to people who just sacrifice others. Are we called somewhere in the deep recesses of our humanity to give, to care, to love others, simply as human beings, people? regardless of distinguishing qualities or personal influence. You never really know what lies inside a man or a woman till you build a relationship with them. We are told in the book of Hebrews, do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. The Proverbs tell us a dishonest man spreads strife, and a whisper separates close friends. Gossip is not a characteristic of God. Simply put, nothing good comes from it. Do you want to be the kind of person who could sacrifice himself for others? Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine grower. He takes away every branch that does not bear fruit, and every one that does, he prunes so that it bears more fruit. We must become the hands and feet of God. But don't confuse movement for progress. Don't run in place all day thinking that you're accomplishing something important. Pay attention to the fine details in life regarding others and take action. Strive to be a saint when it is most difficult. Jesus said, this is my commandment, love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this than to lay down one's life for one's friend. Yes, it's never easy to be a saint. So therefore, set your heart upon it when it is most difficult. Jesus told his disciples, my father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me also. Once upon a time in Greece, an aged sculptor was laboring over a piece of marble. He carved with the utmost care, probing the rock with his chisel, chipping away a fragment at a time, gauging the marks with sinewy hands before making the next cut. When it was finished, the piece would be hoisted high into the air and set on top of a towering shaft 
and so had become the capital, the uppermost part of a column, to support the roof of a lofty temple. Why spend so much time and effort on that section? asked a government official. It will sit fifty feet high, and no one will be able to see all that detail. The old artist put down his hammer and chisel, gazed intently at his questioner, and replied, But God will see it. Sometimes the most important details are never seen by the common eye. Sometimes the most important people we encounter we fail to recognize. Thank goodness the Lord has mercy and forgives us our sins when we ask him. Singer-songwriter Jimmy Dean was a talent in his day, and he wrote the lyrics and performed this classic titled, Big John. Every morning at the mine, you could see him arrive. He stood six foot six and weighed 245, kind of broad at the shoulder and narrow at the hip, and everybody knew he didn't give no lip to Big John. Nobody seemed to know where John called home. He just drifted into town and stayed all alone. He didn't say much. He kind of quiet and shy. And if you spoke at all, you just said hi to Big John. Somebody said he came from New Orleans where he got in a fight over a Cajun queen and a crashing blow from a huge right hand sent a Louisiana fella to the promised land, Big John. Then came that day at the bottom of the mine when a timber cracked and men started crying and miners were praying and hearts beat fast and everybody thought they'd breathe their last, except John. Through the dust and the smoke of this man-made hell walked a giant of a man that the miners knew well, grabbed a sagging timber, gave out with a groan, and like a giant oak tree, he just stood there alone, Big John. And with all his strength, he gave a mighty shove. Then a miner yelled out, there's a light up above. And 20 men scrambled from a would-be grave. And now there's only one left down there to save, Big John. With jacks and timbers, they started back down. Then came that rumble way down in the ground. And smoke and gas belched out of that mine. And everybody knew it was the end of the line for Big John. Now they never reopened that worthless pit. They just placed a marble stand in front of it. These few words are written on that stand. At the bottom of this mine lies a big, big man, Big John. Ain't it so? This is Getting Grit signing off. I hope you'll come see us at www.gritquest.com. Blessings to you all. Dominus Vobiscum. <laughs>